If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Monday, July 4th, 2022. I'm Beckler. It's Independence Day. I'm Shauna. It is. It's also the return of July. And oh, we get to say it like that right. for another month every year. Right? Every year, yeah. you know it's coming. Yeah, it's good. There are certain things that we do every year on this show. Mm-hmm. Trucktober, Rocktober, Spooktober, uh, July. Here we are. Um, how was your weekend, Shauna? It was great. Yeah? Yeah, it was awesome. Got to go snowboarding in June. That's ridiculous. Drove out to Saskatoon and got to see the Arkells, and it Man. was... Yeah, so the Arkells were playing at uh, Jazz Fest in Saskatoon. Yeah. Which, if you're familiar with, is behind the, the Besbro Hotel, which is like the big grand railway hotel in Saskatoon. It's a beautiful setting. Beautiful. But you said there was nobody there. No. Like, there were, sorry, I, I keep saying that. People are like, what do you mean, no one? There were people there, but for a for an Arkell show, it was insane. I was sitting on the grass right up by the stage because there was enough room mm-hmm. to do that. And I would walk up three steps and be front row to go see Arkells, go back, have a beer, walk. Like, it was... Was the weather nice? Yeah. The weather was... It was a little cool, but, I mean... That's Man, it. That's weird because normally that would be like you couldn't even move. And it was crazy. Good band like that wasn't and sold out. Uh, wow. And like then we were staying. We we you know stayed at the hotel, which the prices were extremely reasonable to stay at the hotel where the venue was happening. Mm-hmm. We could just walk up to our room, use the bathroom, come wow. back down. Oh, like it cool. was it was crazy. Why do you think that is? I don't know. It was it's very perplexing to me. I'm I was so confused because that's a band that like. Sells out no matter where they go, right? Although, I don't think any radio stations really play the Arkells there. And I don't know if people realize this, but if a radio station in town does not play your band, nobody will know who your band is. So... Yeah, I, I think there are a couple... Station or two that play, like, the odd Arkells song, but you know, there's no station there that would have... That would support them in the way that, like, X does. Yeah. Yeah, and I think... And that, that is I mean, a good point. Yeah. But still, I thought the I thought they were, like, bigger than that. I thought they were sure. big they enough sold that... sold out... Like what Tim Hortons Field, and then they're playing the. Yeah, that's weird. It was crazy. Uh, anyway, yeah. How was your weekend? My weekend was great. Uh, the Canada Day long weekend is my favorite long weekend of the year. I agree. Although and it's not normally a long weekend. Right, but you can make it a long weekend quite easily if you yes. have a vacation day or two to burn. That's what um, I hate about July. Although when it's on a Wednesday. Yeah, like that's it. a tough one. Yeah. Tuesday anyway. or Thursday, you could stretch it into a four-day weekend, but. Uh, it was great. Yeah, the, I mean, the weather was decent. Um, went on a, my first overnight hike, which turned out to be uh, an absolute death march, and I'll talk about that a bit on the show today. Uh, had some friends over for Canada Day, had friends in town. It was great. We also went to uh, went to Century Downs Racetrack and Casino to bet on the horses. Nice. That was a ton of fun. I've been meaning to do that forever. Yep. And a buddy texted. He's like, we're going to be at the racetrack this afternoon with you and the kids and like your friends want to come. It's a great so time. So it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, didn't really win anything, but it's just, it's exciting entertainment. It's it's fun for the whole family. It was great. We had a blast. 
Um, all in all, solid weekend. Yep. Couldn't ask for better. Nine out of ten, I say. On the show today, we're going to make something unusual sexy, something that you wouldn't think needs making sexy. We're going to make that sexy. Uh, an update on Terry, the water skier from out Shauna's way, out, <laughs> out where Shauna's parents have a, a cabin or a cottage. In Ontario, a very deep TV trope. Buck and Dan make an appearance. Mm-hmm. My friend encountered a girl on Tinder who hates us. Uh, I'll explain more in a, in a bit. The goat of something, but first, you're out of context clip of the show. Stop rejecting me. I'm getting hurt over here. I just want you to eat me. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I did my first overnight hike on Wednesday. Yeah. With four of my How'd friends. Oh, uh, well. Uh, we were initially, what we were initially we were going to do was, it was sketchy because the river was running too high and there was a river crossing involved. So I was like, hey, you know, maybe we won't do that one. So the night before we went on the All Trails app and we tried to find one that, that looked good. And I recently saw a meme asking who has ever been wronged by the All Trails app. Okay. <laughs> and I certainly have. And I think it happened again here. Although, I mean, this one was kind of our fault. I don't, th- I don't think I read the app correctly because we picked a hike that we thought was about eight kilometers. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, that's a good you know, distance for our first overnight hike carrying these heavy packs and stuff. Turns out it was eight kilometers from a campsite that was about 12 kilometers in. Oh. So it was like 20 kilometers both ways. Okay. So we did... Significantly longer. Significantly longer. We did 20 kilometers... We slept at the campsite, and I I don't know if I like set my gear up wrong or if it just wasn't warm enough, but I like did not sleep. I shivered through the whole night, freezing, Yeah. and then woke up and did 20 kilometers back home. My and first camping experience in the mountains was like that, and it was <laughs> it was hard. It was, yeah, yeah. I was freeze like full-out shivering. It was yeah, not like convulsing. Yeah. I, I learned that is about the physical limit of how far I think I could hike in a day. And there was probably experienced hikers listening right now that are like, well, 20 kilometers is nothing, right? But, yeah. I mean, there was five of us in the group, and only one guy, like, wasn't completely destroyed by the end of it. So it was... Yeah, that sounds... Uh, you know. Yeah, it was... Uh, Not my cup of tea. It was bad. 20K um, hiking in, no. But, you know, we, we did it. Yeah. We completed it. We got through it. It took some it took some mental toughness. I was going to say that's why some people do this, I think. Like it's not about the enjoyment. It's the can you do it? You know, yeah, can it stopped, you mentally do it? <laughs> it stopped being fun around kilometer oh, 12, 13 maybe, and after that it was just like just pain. It was it was just eyes on the ground, one foot in front of the other, yeah, trying not to think fun. about how much it hurts. And, and like all the tricks that you use in a group to keep your mind off the pain, try to keep your spirits up. You, you start know? singing? We didn't get to singing, but that's, we were like, that's a big you know, one. quizzing each other and like just trying to keep the conversation going so oh. that you wouldn't think about how much it hurt. Yeah. But uh, we got through it. We got oh. through it and we're, you know, we're, we're planning another one now. So I think it must be a little bit like how they say women black out the pain of childbirth or you'd never have another kid again. Yeah. Because it's so dramatic. You're so, doing the same with your hiking experiences? I think so. Yeah. yeah. We're like, oh, that wasn't too bad, but it was, it was, it was bad when we were out there. It was bad. Okay. But here we are. It was so funny because when, when we got back to, to my truck and we were coming back, we stopped at the gas station to get some food and we all got out of the truck and we were moving like 100-year-old men, like just all zombies around the gas station. And then as we got in the truck, we saw another group of guys come in moving in the exact same way. And we're like... They made the guys? same mistake. <laughs> they were on the same hike we were. <laughs> Maybe you're on a reality TV show. All trails purposely mislead you with that and then just watch everybody get out of the truck after like, yeah. <laughs>
Don't ask me how I got thinking about this, Beckler, but I need I need you to help me out with something. What's the best type of nap? What is the goat of all naps? Mm. Like, if you were to pick any type of nap, and here's the thing. I'm asking this as somebody who's not a big napper. but Also there are, not a big napper. There are certain naps that just, when you do take them, they're just phenomenal. Okay? So I was thinking, like, is an outdoor nap the best type of nap? A post-sunny day on the water nap is one of my favorites. Because mm-hmm. you work yourself, you know, you're you're outside all day. You're completely exhausted. You get back and you're like, oh, just a little a little siesta after that. It's a great one. I got to think about this because I want to factor in not just how good the nap feels. Yes. But how you feel after the nap. Okay, yes, you're because right. Because if you come out of it all groggy mm-hmm. and it ruins the rest of your, your day, yeah. then it's not a good nap. But it's, it's not true. a good nap. You know what another great nap is? When, when I was in Costa Rica, the hammock nap. Oh, like the, man. The ocean hammock nap. I don't yeah. know if you can beat that, really. I was good. My first thought was, you know, we have one of those, like, Costco swings in our backyard, oh, like the yeah. bench swing that lays down into a day bed. Oh, yeah. And, like, sometimes I'll lay back there and have a little nap, and, like, you can hear the birds chirping and the wind rustling the leaves, and that's a great nap. I And that's what I was thinking, because I had a, a, a patio nap the other day. Yeah. And it was, again, in the sunshine, but it, there's a breeze coming, and you, you hear those outdoor sounds. And, I mean, an outdoor nap has got to be. It's got to be. I don't like napping one. in the sun, though. Yeah, because I wake up hot. just soaked in sweat. Right. So the swing has a canopy mm, over okay, it. Okay, yeah. So, so the shaded, yeah. shaded outdoor nap. All the benefits of the outside, but with the shade. Yeah, that's a good one. Can I throw um, a wrench into things? What about the, the post rinsing nap? That's another good one. Are you right? like? Are you? Is that what you do? Well, you can you go s- back to sleep sometimes. You know you what I mean? You get some like, scrunt and then you go right to sleep. Well, not and then you wake up later. Not immediately, <laughs> but it's something that you can do in a luxury on a weekend, right? Like. It's another one. It's another one. Nothing huh. beats the outdoor nap, though. Outdoor nap. Yeah, or even like, you know, if you've ever been to a resort and they have those, you know, those beds in the cabanas. Yeah. And you fall asleep there. That's pretty nice. Oh, yeah. Like you said, kind of like your hammock nap. What about, and I, I've never had one of these because I've not gotten to the age yet, but how an old person can just fall asleep in a chair for five minutes and then wake back. They can fall asleep on command, old yeah. people. It's true. Um, I don't know. You'd call that the goat of naps, though? That's just, like, the ability to nap anywhere. They're good nappers, though. Yeah, they are. Old folks? Yeah, I wonder. They, they can nap. They're the ones we should ask. We should go. I, I should be I should be asking the old people, look, you like to nap. We know you do it a lot. What's your favorite type of nap? What's the best kind? Like, after Christmas dinner and Grandpa's in his chair and he's, yep. like, he's clearly sleeping and he's still got, like, a whiskey in his hand. That's nice because you're still involved in the conversation or people still feel like you're present even though you're napping. You know, you're still there. It's good. You nap with all your you're friends. You're participating with your, with your eyes closed. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I had some friends in town this weekend and one of them was telling me about this girl he was chatting with on Tinder. We get to play around on two of my buddies' Tinder's accounts. It's Tinder always accounts. fun. It is fun. I and love I've doing that. I've never done it for myself because no. it came out like a month after I started dating McKenna. And it's really wild to just sit there and like have this like lineup of people and you're oh, like, yeah. yes, no, yes, based on like whatever, whatever you feel. Whatever you feel. We do that all the time. I love it. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, it felt kind of dirty, but it also. It definitely I, is. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this girl he was chatting with on, on Tinder, she used to live in Calgary. And he mentioned he was coming here to visit this weekend, you know, kind of like as a conversation starter. Yeah. And he thought he would, you know, drop my name because she, she lived here and maybe she was a fan of the show. Maybe she listened to X. And uh, she went off on him. She oh. went she went on this huge rant about how much she hates radio. 
And uh, <laughs> wow. Then she looked okay. me up on Instagram and was like, he barely has any followers. Okay. And my buddy was like, I wow. I just I just mentioned my friend's name. Yep. Is she okay? Do- like, dodged a bullet there. Like, <laughs> wow, that is an intense reaction. Yeah, I was thinking, like, what could provoke such an intense rant? I don't get it. It's you very know? like. Why, yeah, why do you have that? Why are it's you that weird, passionate about radio? It's, it's a weird thing to hate, isn't it? Because, like, yeah, we're here and we're free. Yeah. And if you like us, listen. And if you don't, then don't. Very odd. And it doesn't cost you a thing. You're no. not You're not out anything whether you like it or not. You just, on you, on you go. Yep. Um, Continue on. It's a, it's a very weird thing to hate. I was like, did radio kill her father or something? <laughs> <laughs> what are the circumstances? She has been wronged hate? by the radio, okay? <laughs> he was listening to... He was listening to Radar Love by Golden Earring, and he got too into it. And he drove into a ravine, and now he's dead. Oh and I my, hate radio, oh my God. and I hate Golden Earring, and I hate ravines. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So I realized driving through Saskatchewan on the weekend, because I drove to Saskatoon, that there are a, a number of places that are great names for your bits. All in one area, too. As I was driving, of course, I'm bored, so I'm looking around, and I'm reading all these signs, and I was like, these are... So- these are great. This is this is really adding to my thesaurus. Our our you know glossary of terms for butts and other and other, other unspeakable parts. Like think of okay. So these ones are ones that I I passed all the same. Like again, all in kind of in the same area of Saskatchewan. First there was Fisk, which I was like, my Fisk is sore. I kind of I kind of like that one. Mm-hmm. A Fisk, okay. And then right beside that was Netherhill. Netherhill works for sure. Yeah, she's got a big old Netherhill on we her. We can see your like, Netherhill. Yeah. Oh my God, look at that Netherhill. Yeah, I lo- love that one. And then there was Ridpath. Yeah, she's a giant Ridpath on her. I mean, that is it describes quite acu- yeah acutely what you know happens back there. <laughs> a Ridpath. Well, yeah, a Ridpath on her. The little Ridpath. Oh there. yeah, and so. <laughs> Yeah, the bike was made my rib bath a little sore. What about cam sack? Oh, cam sack. Oh, my cam sack. Oh, that's great. Uh, another find later. It's pretty funny as well. I mean, that one just, yep. you know, mm-hmm. works on that one. That, uh, they were all in the same area, though. I was just like, is is this just, this is perfect. What about in Alberta? Are they that work in Alberta? Oh, I'm sure. Rimby. <laughs> my Rimby? Rimby. Oh, my Rimby. My Rimby. Rimby, Rimby works. Uh, that's, that's all right. Um, Plunkett was another <laughs> one that that one in Saskatchewan. I just Plunkett. You know, Plunkett. There's a town called Plunkett. Plunkett, Saskatchewan. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. Well, this is the thing. I I was discovering new things about Saskatchewan. I was like, you've got a. I mean, of course, when you think about it, like the capital's Regina, right? Yeah. And I mean, this is that's the old joke. But then yeah. you go around there and you start realizing that there's lots of them that work in double for this. So it's good. Plunkett, Saskatchewan. There Plunkett, Saskatchewan. she is. Population sixty. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's a very a very small number of people get to call. <laughs> Plunk it. Plunk it. Plunk it to Saskatchewan. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Forgot to add one that maybe is my, my favorite. Smiley. Smiley has <laughs> a new name for your sin cave. It's my Smiley. <laughs> I'm going to be using that probably from now on. Put your Smiley away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at the Smiley on her. I mean, you wouldn't say that because you... Well, unless she's... Wearing those Daisy Dukes without any underpants, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah. then full-on Smiley Saskatchewan right oh, there. Oh, yeah, Smiley. Yeah, big old Smiley. Yeah, it's my Smiley. Better than a frowny, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's true.
VNS in 20 minutes or less. So my wife, McKenna, listens to a lot of country music. And yep. uh, with Stampede starting this week, probably going to be talking about country music, a few, few different points on the show. Of course, yeah. Um, this one, I'm not, I'm not making fun of the lyrics, though. I think this is actually a really good song. This song came on the other day. It's by Tennille Towns. Good Canadian girl out of Grand Perry, Alberta. Look at this church. She got a guitar. Oh, yeah. Um, she's called Jersey on the Wall, and it's about a high school kid who was killed in a car crash, but it has uh, this lyric right here. She lists a bunch of the questions that she would ask if she ever, like, if there is an afterlife and you get to a- get answers to these questions, these are the ones that she would ask. She and would I, ask how to make a snowflake? I guess that's what she would open with. Okay. I think It's a good icebreaker, you know, I suppose. I think science could probably answer that one for you there, yep. Tennille, but okay. I, I get the sentiment. I get the right, And I'm always yeah. interested in what question people would ask in that instance. If you could have the answer to any question in the world, if there is an afterlife mm-hmm. and you get there, what are you asking Shauna? I mean, this sounds extremely cliche, but what is the meaning of life, really? I mean... What kind of an answer would you be hoping for? I don't know. Explain to us why we're on the earth and what we're what we're doing here, you know? What if it's nothing? Well, You'd be interested in that answer, too? Well, I mean, at least it would be answered, but yeah. Like, there is no meaning. It all just kind of happened. Oh, okay. And here we are. I guess that would be a wasted question at that point. <laughs> like, can I try again? What would sure. you ask? I want. I would just want to know if we're alone in the universe. Yeah. If like life has popped up elsewhere, and if intelligent life has popped up elsewhere, that would be. When we go extinct, or like, what's going to be next? Oh, that'd be another one too. Yeah, assuming that like you're still existing in the realm of time when you get there, and you're like, okay, like what happens to us? Right. And then what? Yeah. Ooh, that'd be a good question. Uh huh. Be a really good question. Better than the snowflake one, I think. I think so. (laughs) Tennille. I'd also maybe want to know what happened the day of the ghost pizza. Oh, my God. That'd probably be my second question. Did I ever tell you that story? No, I, I, we've, that, we've heard it many times. You don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. So I would start with, yeah, okay. are we alone in the universe? And then go to the ghost. That's that's then, just as bad as the, the snowflake question, <laughs> really. Okay. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I don't know if you saw this, Beckler, but uh, Max Scherzer, who is a pitcher for the Mets, mm-hmm. uh, he was sent down for a rehab stint recently. And uh, when that happens, it's tradition for the player to buy the post-game meal for the players in the minors. So basically okay. what happens is Max Scherzer makes so much well, money. I was just going to look, because I, I know he's one of the highest paid. Yes. So he goes down and he plays with these minor leaguers who, of course, are still grinding it out and don't make very much money. So again, when you do that as the major league player, you buy them some some dinners. Yeah. So he makes 40, $43 million a year. Yeah. <laughs> Just so a he small. Can, he can afford to buy the boys dinner down sure there. Sure can. <laughs> yeah, and it is kind of it's it's kind of cool. It's a tradition that does happen with baseball. But yeah. uh, I guess he brought in a seven thousand dollar post game meal. Wow, which is uh, extreme. That is not normally they'll bring in nice food and stuff, but not seven thousand dollars worth. Even for a whole ball team, how do you? Yep. That's still expensive. It's insane. He brought in everything he did. He was like, no, it's going to be uh, every type of fancy steak and seafood huh. and all that. And then on top of that, he gave every single player on the team ear pods, too. Okay. So he just decided to go all out and just had this really ridiculous, elaborate meal. And I was just like, that is awesome. That is awesome because the minor league guys don't make very much money. Nothing. Like in, in baseball, it's almost nothing. Yes. I know. It's not like, you know, there are guys in, say, in hockey in the AHL who make decent money. Yeah. Not in baseball. Nope. 
Those nope. guys make nothing. It's like that Instagram account, Minor League Grinders, where you see what those guys have to deal with, and it's it's not it's terrible. good. It's okay? terrible. So imagine being able to see this as that happens for these minor leaguers. Yeah, and a cool thing to do for Max Scherzer, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what uh, Buck and Pat would say about this. Beautiful night at the ballpark. Max Scherzer making his first start after a rehab stint, and as is tradition, he's provided quite the pregame meal for his teammates. That filet mignon looks delicious, Buck. Well, we've been known to enjoy the odd filet mignon while traveling. Is that a, a full tank of live lobster? Well, lobsters need to stay in the water until the last possible minute. That is a swimming pool-sized tank, Buck. Where do you even get that? There's no substitute for freshness, and Dan. Th that's a pig on a spit. They're pro athletes. They need thousands of calories per I, day. I think a lion just walked in. Ah! Lions eating Buck Martinez. The BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast. Got a message from friend of the show, Sherry, about a TV trope. And this might be one of the, the deepest and most astute recognizations of a TV trope that we have seen yet. Yeah. So she was watching Top Gun Maverick, and she said, in the movies, there's always a movie with like a military, you know, theme. There's always a scene where one of the officers, one of the commanders is looking out a window through Venetian blinds. It's true. And I was like, man, that yeah. is very specific. Like, you can like, envision it. The minute she said that, I was like, yeah. Yep. Yes, this happens in every... It does. And there's a scene in Top Gun Maverick where this happens, and she sends screenshots of it. Oh, yeah. And if it's done really well, not only is the person looking through the blinds, but there'll be a shot from the other side where right. the shadow of the blinds are across the military officer's face. Yep. And I don't know why. Where did that come from? I mean, there's always people in a position of power for some reason will always be like looking out the window like that. You know, like there's always that type of shot. Like overseeing things. Yeah. Is that, was yeah, that kind of the like, implication? It must be. And the the look away, you know, kind of showing your power that way too. There's There's got to be some some reasons for this. But yeah, it's totally true. And I never really thought about yeah. it until Sherry said that. And when she mentioned this, I thought, well, the, yeah, The Simpsons has poked fun of this at this for years whenever principal skinner is telling a story about his time in vietnam right he always turns toward the window and the light gets a little lower and you could see the the shadow of the blinds on his face totally every time he tells mm -hmm. a vietnam story so they they keyed on it too wow but i never did nope and i was like that is <sighs> sherry that is really what this segment is all about it, sherry it, it really is you've nailed it yep that is a deep TV trope. The military officer with the shadow of Venetian blinds on their face. Wow. Oh, my God. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was talking to my cousin on the weekend, and uh, he's the one who's good friends with Terry the Water Skier. Mm. Uh, <laughs> That's how he prefers to be addressed, right? Yes. Terry the Water Skier is his name. He has a water ski boat. He's the one who used his water ski boat to uproot a tree by tying it to land and then... Uh, but I guess Terry was out on his boat with some of the ladies from down the bay, which he does, right? He'll give people tours and stuff if they feel like it. And apparently he's a very courteous boat driver because he gives them a bounce alert. So anytime he's about to encounter a big wave, he lets the ladies know to hang on to their melons because, <laughs> you know, he knows that it can it can be quite a painful thing. He also <laughs> How does he do it? Does he see a wave coming up? Jugs. Yep. Basically, he apparently Jugs. just says, bounce alert. He <laughs> and if you don't know him, you don't know exactly what that means at first, but you learn very quickly. And of course, it's a nice way of saying it, you know? <laughs> just bounce alert. 
okay, and then goes over the wave and then lets the ladies to know to hang on. <laughs> Hits it as hard as he can. Oh, my God. This is the type of thing that comes only with experience, though, that somebody like Terry the Water Skier would have. He yeah. also has preferred seating for the ladies with the biggest knockers. Which, of course, is at the back of the boat because there's much less bounce back there. That's very kind of him. I, very kind. My friend, my friend's dad is the other way. Yeah. Puts everyone at the front. I mean, that's so. what you... Yes. But again, he is... He knows, right? He wants these ladies to come back on his boat. And so he wants to give them the best possible enjoyment out of this. So he will let them... Terry the water skier, despite his name, is a total gentleman. Like oh. You would think he would be a full-on Terry, right? Yeah. But he sounds like he's a... I'm surprised he hasn't like tuned in the ballast of that thing for maximum jugability. I know, right? right? He... And I bet you he could. He could. Yeah, he could yeah. just... He could weight it down a little bit knowing that, it, you know, the more the bounce, the... <laughs> The more str struggles it is for a lady. This is a million-dollar idea, though. Also, I don't know how there aren't life jackets out there that have support for the girls. Well, aren't life jackets already pretty tight? Like, don't they kind of yes. smash everything in there? Well, it depends. I mean, you can put them loose. But, I mean, one with just a little extra added, you know, built-in shelf on them would uh -huh. be a genius. That's a million-dollar idea right there. Because this is a big thing. If you're a girl and you have bigger drugs, you know how this... Like boating is a, it is, I have a friend who wears two bras because she can't handle it. If it's, if it's really? wavy, yeah. You, oh, we're going boating? Better toss on another one. You, yeah, you got to hang on to them otherwise the whole time. Or, I mean, you have a bounce alert from Terry, which of course eases things a little bit, but still. Like those things go for a rip when you're out there. Oh, oh God, it gets painful. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. This is going to be one of the weirder things we've ever tried to make sexy on this show. Oh, okay. Summer vacation. Why would we need to make summer yes. vacation sexy, you ask? Everyone loves being off yeah. in the summertime, of course. But it's, I mean, it's been less than a week with my kids home from school, and all they have done is whine and fight with each other. Oh, I see. And Yeah, for parents that now have kids that are home. Yep. Okay. And that's less than a week down and, like, what, eight to go? Yeah. Someone told me that sometimes it can take kids a little while to settle into their new routine in Makes the summer. Sense. So maybe there's a, just a bit of an adjustment. Maybe it will improve. But if not, my God, it's going to be a long <laughs> couple months here. And on top of that, I mean, there are, there are also challenges that are presented to, you know, lower income families who, yeah. you know, if both parents are working or if you're a single parent household and now the kids are home all day, what the hell do you do with them? Who watches them? This is true. So, I mean, yeah. summer vacation is great, but there are some things like this. That maybe we do need to, you know, help rebrand it a bit. Maybe okay, we do need yep. to change perceptions on summer vacation. Make summer vacation sexy. sexy. Ooh, it's going to be a long, hot summer. I hope you find a way to beat the heat. Mm. <sighs> when do you get off? For how long? <laughs> I had that one too. Oh, you've already started? We don't get off. Until next week. <laughs> Why don't you lie down? <laughs> August, a big, big surprise for you. That was a scratch. I'm That's sorry. A stretch. A stretch. <gasps> Will you be getting any jobs this summer? Oh, is that eight or nine weeks? I <laughs> 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 was a stretch. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I drove to Saskatoon this weekend, and uh, all of a sudden during my drive, my Apple Watch said, you hit your move goal. And I was I was just sitting there, and I was like, that's... But I was on a rough road at the time, 
and I realized that the vibrations from the crap road were making my watch think that I was working out. Really? You know the roads are rough when you're vibrating enough for your fitness tracker to think that you're running. Okay? Yeah, you should submit that to whichever jurisdiction is in charge of those highways and Honestly. say this is a bit of a problem. Really, I'm surprised that your watch wouldn't also know that you were traveling at 100 kilometers per hour or whatever. And that, I know. That you're clearly in a vehicle. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I, It doesn't, I guess. And it's, it's a smart watch. Like it, I've never had that happen before, but the road at the time was... super up and down like you were vibrating like crazy it was just a rough stretch road it really was and it's it's counting it as a workout though honestly (laughs) i was like this is how we should decide which roads need to be repaved yes or the pothole hunt like anytime that i i go down a road and starts registering on my watch i'm like it's probably time (laughs) it's probably time to fix this one that was like when my friend hit his fitness goal undoing his belt (laughs) while driving be- to relieve the pressure on his um, gut. I was like, I don't think that counts. No, I, no, think, I think, so. think that's a flaw in the system. When yeah. you, I mean, when you think about it, though, when you're driving on a really rough road like that, you are kind of like tense. Yep. You're kind of like, you're tense and you're like anticipating the impacts and like... And like, to be fair, because I was, I kind of had it resting, my arm was resting on, on the console and it was vibrating like crazy. <laughs> like it <laughs> seriously was. So I was like, I don't, I don't blame you, watch. <laughs> When I looked down uh, in the six-hour drive, I burned 200 calories. I, I drove on 200 calories worth of rough road there, Beckler. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? What did you learn, Shauna? Uh, a couple of creepy things about spiders. I don't know why I got... We were talking about spiders, and I got reading more about spiders. And ugh. Um, There are some spiders that are... Most of them are solitary, obviously. Like, spiders are fairly solitary creatures, but there are the odd... Types of spiders, known as social spiders, that do build a community together. And there could be thousands of spiders at once, and they all spin a gigantic web. And if you look them up, you can see these, like, trees just covered in giant spiders' webs. And they all work together to kill prey and live in this colony. And that's just something that I don't want to witness. Yeah, that's an animal that doesn't need to be a pack animal. It doesn't need to be a pack animal, no. Also, uh, black widow spiders, which, of course, we know, like, the... The males are killed by the the females right. a lot of the time. Uh, I didn't realize this though, but the males also will present themselves to the female, and they will literally put themselves into the female's you know mandibles essentially, and she could reject him, and he will just keep trying to go back and get eaten by her. Yeah, we do some crazy stuff for hot girls. We do. My God. <laughs> You don't want? Are you sure? But look at me now. Like, you sure you don't want to kill and eat me? Picture a sexy splayed out spider. <laughs> Take me! Like She's like, see? no. Come on! You try to Come put on. yourself really? in your mouth. Come on! It's insulting. Eat me. Are you sure? <laughs> Do no, it. No, we're gonna try it again. Okay, I, that's not my best look. What about this one? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. What do you think of this spider ass? You like it? <laughs> you know. <laughs> stop rejecting me. I'm getting hurt over here. I just want you to eat me. God. Anyway, yeah, very odd. <laughs> um, okay, well, I, I didn't. My friend bet me that I could that I couldn't break an egg with my hand. Oh yeah. And I was like, sure you can. I'd heard, you know, there used to be a commercial on TV where there's an egg farmer showing that if you squeeze it lengthwise, like mm-hmm. on the long end of the oval, you couldn't break an egg. Yeah. And I knew that. I knew they were very strong that way. Yeah. But he said no. Even just grabbing it anyway in your hand and squeezing, you won't be able to break that egg. And I said that's that's ridiculous. Like think of it right now. It just pops you in your like hand and there yeah. it goes uh, and he's like i'll give you 20 bucks if you can do it and if not you take a shot 
And I said, okay. Yeah. So we got some eggs out and damn it if I couldn't break that egg. Which is like, so crazy because the minute they hit, like there's upon impact, they smash, right? Yes. But yeah. You just, you can't do it. Oh, that's interesting. You can't just squeeze it. Like the shape is very, very strong. And I yeah. guess it's probably the same reason that like submarines are shaped the way that they are. Yeah. But the pressure that you put on it from multiple sides, the only way you could do it is if you cheated a bit, if you dig your finger in. Right. My one friend did that and the egg exploded all over this one girl that we didn't really know. That was that's super awkward. funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how happy she was, but he, yeah, like even we have, one of my friends who's there is a giant. He is like the, an enormous person, huge, strong dude, and he couldn't do it. And I was like, well, okay, if he can't do it, then it's then it's not possible. Yeah. So didn't That's know fascinating. that. Didn't no, know I didn't that. either. Oh, we're learning things today. <laughs> Spider, take me. <laughs> You've been listening to the BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X 92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and Twenty Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.